Thrill Me. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, party people, long time, no talk. But I am back, well, not really, just back to let you know that there is a ton happening with the Throw Me Podcast Network. You've been listening to a few of the Crypt of Horrors, as well as a couple A to Z movie reviews. And you can always search for the Throw Me Podcast Network on Patreon. That's where there are new episodes monthly of those shows. Also going to actually have two episodes of Crypt of Horror this month to check out. So... You could always search for the Throw Me Podcast Network on the Patreon. A lot of fun stuff coming. In fact, the state, little State of the Union of the Patreon was had. So knowing some things that are on the way, it's a place you're going to want to go. But today, a very special day. Actually going to be throwing it back right now. Thought it would be fun. I came across some very, I mean, I don't want to say old, but at this point, yeah, they're getting up there in age. Back in 2014... When I was working radio in Virginia Beach, I got a chance to talk with Mr. John Lovitz. And I believe I've, if you've listened to Haunter's podcast, I've, I've told the story a few times about this interview. It was, it's a weird one and you are going to get a chance to listen to it. And I don't mean weird. Like it's just like, oh, it's weird. It was weird for me because I was very excited. Like the preface, like to give you a little bit of a precursor to this interview. I was very excited for it. John Lovitz, somebody that I grew up and enjoyed from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I talk about a little bit of SNL with him, but I, I also get into his film career with him as well in that interview because there were a lot of films and TV shows. It was a lot of John Lovitz in my life growing up, and I very much enjoyed his whole style of comedy and everything about him. I, I very, you know, I flocked to that era of SNL cast members, the late 80s, early 90s cast, uh, a little bit into the Molly Shannons, the Will Ferrells, and and that, uh, and, and then kind of started to break off really around the time that I should have been watching Saturday Night Live around my high school days, but either way, I was very excited for this interview, and he came in and instantly did the, oh, we're not going live, because I was told to record it and we would then air back bits of it that's how radio works in certain stations in certain markets so in this market we don't do it live we record it and then we use the best parts of it so he was instantly put off by that very cold at the start but somehow I managed to pull him back around but then at the end when we took all the photos and everything uh, well I'll share that story for you after the interview so Here's my interview. It's an old one back from 2017, but I think it's a fun one to check out. I got the chance to talk with John Lovitz when he was doing a comedy show locally at a little place called the Virginia Beach Funny Bone back in 2014. So check out my interview with John Lovitz. Mr. Wonderful hanging out here with a very talented, and, and I got to say, I'm very excited here. Uh, I'm a big fan of this guy's work right here. He's a former cast member of NBC Saturday Night Live. He's been in such big movies as big, just to kind of, you know, throw it out there. A League of Their Own, The Wedding Singer, High School High, one of my favorites, actually. Uh, small Time Crooks, uh, Rat Race. The list goes on and on with it. Mr. John Lovitz is in studio, everybody. Big round of applause in here. Woo! 
Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I got to say, uh, again, like, I am a huge fan. I remember actually me and my parents, uh, my parents, I dragged them to see Mom and Dad Save the World when I was a young kid. Oh, good. And uh, I am, I got to ask and tell you that I actually did the mutton chops for a long stretch of time. Oh, Everybody right. at the station will admit <laughs> to it uh, because I didn't want to get shot in the head. Of, you know, I didn't want to get killed. Yeah, I love doing that movie. I ended up leaving Saturday Night Live to do it. And, uh, I'm glad you saw it. I think it was out for two weeks, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was uh, the only person that went to see it for all two weeks straight yeah. because it, it really is still hands down uh, a classic. And so is High School High. It's another one that I grew up on that I went to go see. I dragged my parents again. I was like, John Lovitz is in this film. We have to go see this movie. No, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So you're going to be at the Funny Bone this weekend, uh, actually starting tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, what's touring been like so far for you this past time around? I've been doing stand-up the last 12 years, and I, I really love it. And uh, I get to write and perform my own material, which I you know got to do on Saturday Night Live. So I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, so uh, well, swinging it really quickly back around. So like on Saturday Night Live, all of those bits, like the Master Thespian, that was all your stand-up stuff that you were bringing to the show? No, those were characters. I, I did those in the Growlings, and then when I got on Saturday Night Live, I'd write them with writers. Okay. You know, you you have your own characters, but they'd usually you'd pair up with a writer and write, write the sketches. Okay. But uh, the stand up, I, I don't do any of that characters because uh, I tried to do it at first, but it just didn't work. It doesn't transcend. So it's just over. It's, it's become more. It really like just me and my sense of humor, and I play the piano, sing funny songs, I make fun of myself, I make fun of everybody, and self-deprecating humor is always the best. Yeah. But yeah it's, talk it's, about experiences on the road and politics. Just you know, it's a mishmash. Mishmash of everything is yeah. What whatever I think is funny, I stick in the end. <laughs> uh, and speaking of singing, uh, you are a you have have an amazing voice. I know in the wedding singer, you got to do a little bit of the singing. Uh, little Nikki, we saw you in the beginning before, you know, you get knocked out of the tree. Well, that's all. nice of you to say. I like to sing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I did a show not a couple summers ago called "Sing Your Face Off," and we had to uh, imitate famous singers, and they would give you like prosthetics and makeup and a voice coach, and you know, and I was like doing tried to do anyway Elton John and Roy or Orbison and Pavarotti all these singers it was really it was really fun but it was really hard because you think well I could sing like them and then you then you pick a song and you listen to it and they're so great then you start thinking what was I thinking <laughs> <laughs> why did I drive into this why did I yeah. agree to do this of course uh but you've also sang the national anthem three times yeah I sang it at Dodger Stadium a couple of times and at the U.S. Open the tennis matches and I got to sing at Carnegie Hall three times, and once was for a charity, but one was for a um, a, a stage uh, a reading of a musical called Very Warm for May, and then and then one year, and that was in the, at Carnegie Hall. They have the main hall, which is about twenty two hundred seats, and then they have a smaller one called Wild Recital Hall, which is about four hundred seats. So I did a show there, and then two years later, they invited me back to do a show in the main hall. And it was uh, what was it? Ira Gershwin's 100th birthday celebration. Huh. So I was see there singing a song with them, and there's all these major singers like Rosemary Clooney and Vic Damone and Michael Feinstein and this guy Ira Burton who was a major musical comedy writer. He did it, and I think he died like three weeks later or something. I mean, it was, it, it was really um, amazing to be on that stage with those people. And the funny thing was, they're all major performers, but a lot of them, or the ones more my age were so nervous because it was Carnegie Hall. They were, okay. they were like freaking out. 
and you've been in front of you know live audiences and thousands of people. Yeah, but when you're there, just... you go Carnegie Hall. Well, you're supposed to be like you know the ultimate best, and, and a lot of people were nervous. Well, you are the ultimate best, John Lovitz. I mean, I am literally standing well, here. Well, I'm a not legend. saying I am. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't saying it for that. I'm just saying it, it's like. It, it it blows your mind. It's an honor to perform there, you know. That's 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 awesome. Uh, bringing it back a little bit, I guess, to the Saturday Night Live days, you said that you get teamed up with a writer. Who were you teamed up with writing-wise back in that time? Well, like I did my liar character, which I'd done in The Groundlings, and I did, got to do it on The Tonight Show. And then I did it on Saturday Night Live the first time. And then after that, Lauren said, why don't I write it with A. Whitney Brown? So we would write wow. it together after that, oh, wow. which was great because I really didn't know what to do with the character after the first time so I really learned to write jokes from Whitney and he helped expand it so I just give him fifth, after that it's like it was he and I you know equally equally involved equally yeah. equal credits <coughs> 50, all 50. that oh yeah I mean it wouldn't have done as well if, without him I mean he really helped expand it and it was a lot of fun we, we, we had working on it together that's, a, that's awesome uh, there is a television show all these reboots are coming out I have to ask you really fast and I would be remiss if I didn't when is the critic coming back <laughs> Well, I'd love to do it. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it going as a live sitcom. So, a, a, like a live animated sitcom or a live actual television sitcom, like a where you would television be... sitcom where I'd play it, like as my yeah. Oh with my people. god! Well, that's what it was supposed to be originally, believe it or not. And then, and then, uh, but then they they wrote a script and decided to make it animated. So I'd like to. Do, I'd love. You know, I would do it either way. But uh, the problem is that Al Jean and Mike Reese created the show, and Al's busy doing The Simpsons, and, and Mike. He's moved on with other stuff and doesn't really want to do it again. Yeah, you're still involved with The Simpsons, I see. You actually uh, just recently did a Yeah, I'll do voice. voice they call me up and to do voices on it. and I mean, it's a great show. It's, yeah. it's just I've, know, so well written. I've, I've also noticed you seem to be, uh, lately you've been driving a lot more towards uh, doing voiceover stuff. Like uh, you were in Hotel Transylvania. You were just in Hotel Transylvania 2. Uh, <coughs> is that just kind of... That's Adam Sandler putting me in his project, <laughs> to be honest. So you guys are still... Yeah, buddy, friends, buddy, I just did a... He does, has a Western coming out called Ridiculous Six. Yeah, that comes out on uh, the, the 11th. On I the believe, 11th, right? yeah, yeah, Netflix. And um, I have a part in that. And uh, he, he's just a great guy. He's, and, and he's always... Uh, puts me in his w movies and stuff. So I'm very grateful for that. That's a, Yeah, he... I mean, if somebody's giving you the paycheck to just have a good time, you got to go for it and yeah, hang I mean, out and have fun. Yeah, you do his movies or stuff. It's just fun. Now, uh, I got to mention this because obviously we're on radio. Nobody can see it. You brought a dog with you today. Oh, Who my is dog, this? Jerry. Yeah, I bring him everywhere. Okay. He's uh, a pug chihuahua. Well, he's really a teacup Great Dane. <laughs> now, does he's he come great, up on stage company, and tell jokes so as well? Does he go up well, on the stage? Well, he wants to, but I, you know, I, I said, you can't just... I said, you got to learn how to do it, and then you got to be able to sell tickets. <laughs> so he just, you know, he just... <laughs> well, Mr. Lovitz, uh, he's very cute, though. He's great company. I, I gotta say, it is. I, I really feel like I'm like Chris Farley in the Chris Farley show right now. Like that's oh, how. Like thank I, you. I, I am still like. <laughs> people can see it on the video that we're gonna post to Facebook.com/slash/PointRadio and PointRadio.com. I am actually shaking. I am. I I think this is probably my worst interview I've ever done because I just don't know where to go with it. Uh, but tonight, the Funny Bone, eight o'clock. You're here all weekend. Why should we be out there besides the fact that you are just goddamn hysterical? And I know I can't say that on the radio, but. <laughs> well, that would be the main reason if you want to laugh. It's a very fun, silly show. Um, and I love doing stand-up, so it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, 
All tickets are on sale right now. Ticket sales are final. It's 21 and up all night long. John Lovitz tonight, 8 p.m. Funny Bone. You can catch him tomorrow night at the 8 p.m. And you can catch him Saturday night as well. So there are no excuses to miss this funny guy making you laugh on this beautiful weekend in Hampton Roads, Virginia. John Lovitz, thank you so much for taking time out my of your My pleasure. Day. Thanks for having me. And God bless you, my friend. And keep up the great work. And I look yeah. forward to Ridiculous 6 and seeing you this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, so again, as you can see, the minute I brought up like mom and dad saved the world, I, I, I kind of pulled it back because he, he was it was a cold interview, I will say. It was cold, unlike an interview that I will share for you down the road with another SNL alum, and that's Jim Brewer. That interview was warm all the way from start to finish, but the John Lovitz one, you, you heard it in the beginning. He was a little, mm, yeah, 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 a, li- a little, a little, a little Lovitzy. And then I brought up Mom and Dad Saved the World, and it's like the floodgates opened and asked about the critic, which, as we know all these years later, nothing came of that, which is unfortunate because I really would have enjoyed to see a live-action version of that. So there you go. Thank you guys for hanging out this week. I appreciate it. Don't forget the Throw Me Podcast Network. Subscribe and like on all social platforms, YouTube, where you can check out our videos. There's going to be a live slasher report this Friday that you can check out. Uh, you can go back and watch all the Slasher Reports and the newest episodes of Haunter's Podcast as well that have dropped. You got the review at Rob's show. You got uh, Metal Groove. You got uh, the wonderful This Is Growing Up podcast as well that is now part of the Throw Me Podcast Network. Yeah, since the last time like I actually spoke with you all, a lot has changed with the Throw Me Podcast Network. So thank you all for the continued support. And if you are new, again, like us on all the socials, Thrill Me Podcast Network. Very simple to find us on everything except for Twitter. We don't do the Twitter thing. And we didn't do the Twitter thing before everybody else said, let's not do the Twitter thing. We were doing it before Elon Musk even bought the site. Have a great one, everybody. Peace. Peace.